have a fun treat for you tonight as we launch into this new season together. And uh, we're going to start a, a little mini-series called uh, We Are Purpose Church. And we thought it would be fun. Uh, I, I say we as in um, me because, you know, uh, I was talked into this. Uh, to put Katie and I on the hot seat to kick this first week off and ask us some questions uh, that might help us all to recognize and understand, one, that we all have a purpose story. And uh, tonight we're hoping and praying that as we share a little bit of our story in our life with you, uh, that it will stir you and awaken you and encourage you to know and discover that you have one as well. But also uh, to help us really begin to set the stage and the tone for who we are and where we're going as a church and as a community. And there's no better place to start, uh, so I've heard, than putting your pastors on the hot seat. So to do that, we thought we'd uh, invite our youth leader to come and actually drill us on some questions. And so we've asked them to behave. Um, we've encouraged them to be tame and to remember who he reports to. And um, so will you guys do me a favor and help me welcome my beautiful wife, Pastor Katie, and Brandon, um, our incredible youth leader, along with his beautiful wife, Ashley. And uh, we're kicking off this thing. We are Purpose Church. In case anybody didn't know, my name's Aaron, and this is Katie. <laughs> awesome. I could also be Aaron, I guess. You could, but you're you better looking, I don't know Katie. You could be, thanks. <laughs> Awesome. Well, guys, welcome in. I'm going to say it because I, hey, Luke, hey, London. Uh, I haven't had it. I rarely get the microphone. Um, so if y'all, we'll get to these. Just give me 30 minutes and then we can get to the oh, questions, okay? okay? No, pro no right. problem. <laughs> yes. Like a no, real guys, uh, Welcome to Purpose Church. Uh, we are Purpose Church. I am so excited for the opportunity. Thank you guys for the opportunity to be up here. Yeah, man. Um, for those of you in the audience who are familiar with me as the youth leader, thank you for trusting me with your kids for at least two hours a week on Sundays. Um, it's a blast. My lovely wife, Ashley, and I uh, have a blast. Woo! We love doing this. Yeah. Um, so tonight, guys, we just got a, a few questions we wanted to ask. This is uh, week one um, of a kind of a two-part series. We'll do this uh, a similar thing next week as well. And uh, tonight, we're going to learn a little bit about pastors Aaron and Katie. Yes. Um, and kind of the journey here. And so while it might feel a little bit like a unique format, um, I hope you get more than just information. I think there yeah. are going to be yeah. nuggets, and there's going to Beautiful. be some topics that will touch your heart, um, and you'll get to learn a little bit more about our fearless pastors. So thank you guys. I don't know that I have the opportunity to publicly uh, say how much I appreciate you guys. So You're thank right. you. Yeah. Thank um, but let's jump right in. Uh, okay. Pastor Katie. Yes. Where does the purpose story start or begin? Oh, my gosh. Well... I'm going to take us back in time, but maybe it starts even before that. We're going back in time. Is there a song okay. for that? I yes, I just I'm sang it. Oh, okay. We that got a song for everything. Before my, that was before my age. Mm -hmm. <laughs> hey, back in time. How far back are we going? Well, uh, well, let's go back to maybe, maybe the real gist of this story starts when we were still living in Los Angeles. So I don't know. Maybe some of you in here tonight as we tell our story you're going to go, oh, my gosh, I never knew that. Or you're going to say, I've heard that part of your story 25,000 times. I'm so sorry. Sometimes we don't know what parts of our story we've told and what parts of our story we assume everyone knows uh, or maybe the parts we haven't shared yet. So uh, I'm excited tonight to share. So maybe you do, maybe you don't know that um, – we met in C3 Church. Uh, at the time, there was only one church here in Atlanta. It's in Lawrenceville. It is still there today, almost, good Lord, almost 30 years later. Uh, we met there. 
Uh, we got married there, uh, and we said yes to the call of Jesus there. Um, and so we were a part of a church plant to Los Angeles. Uh, we kind of were uh, ground zero or phase one of what now is C3LA, um, and you can you know, see them on Instagram or whatever if you visit LA. But um, we went with this desire to build God's house, to serve in whatever way necessary. Neither one of us had ever planted a church before, uh, but we had the strongest desire to serve, the strongest desire to just go, we'll help. We don't really know what we're doing, but we love Jesus and we love people and we want to help whatever you need help with. Uh, and so we're out there serving, and as we went, we kind of thought, you know, this thing will kick off really quickly. There's so many people that live in L.A., so of course, you know, it will grow so fast. And, um, and then, you know, a few years later, we'll just move, and maybe we'll do this all over again in another city. It will just be, like, amazing. And so we get there, and the years start to go on, and we realize there's so much work to do. Um, and even now, we can always say the job is never done. I feel like we never stop serving in some capacity until we are literally standing in heaven with Jesus, right? Yeah. So we're serving and we're serving. And what happened was we got to this place where we said yes, we were so excited, and we put our hand to the plow, and we kind of never looked up. Yeah. We just got going. And we were just like, you know, if anybody could do it or nobody, they didn't know who else to do it, they'd just ask, Aaron and Katie, they'll do it. They'll take care of it. And we would happily take care of it. We, we learned a lot of different roles. Uh, and so we're in this place where our hand is to the plow. We're not really looking up. We're just getting used to, you know, one foot in front of the other, day after day, day after day. And I don't want to say grinding in the sense that it wasn't joyful, but definitely grinding to we get to our 10-year wedding anniversary and we're going, we're going away for the weekend. So we go away for the weekend and we're driving to Vegas, so it's a four-hour drive. And the whole time we're in the car, we just feel the presence of God and we start to, for ourselves, dream again. Now that's not to say that we didn't have visions and dreams and goals for our lives. One of the things that I think is very important to do is when you find a leader, find a leader that has a big enough vision that you can find your vision and purpose within their vision, uh, right? That you can go, I see where I fit yeah. in that vision. Yeah. So we said yes to this big vision, and we said, all right, God. So now we're in the car, and we're like, but what if one day we were to have our own church? Like a church of our own, what would that look like? And as we started dreaming, of course, we start seeing all these things um, come into our view, maybe come into our heart, come into our mind. And it is literally, you know, what we're seeing here today. But we always had this passion, this desire for people to know who Jesus was. We sing that song, to know you. I mean, really know you. And I think that was true for us. You know, we were living in this city where um, people just wanted to be known. They wanted to be seen. They wanted to be recognized. They wanted to be somebody. Um, and all I can think of in that moment, I'm so sorry, was Sister Act. <laughs> If you want to be somebody. Okay, I'm so sorry. Okay, we're going. I can turn anything to a song, I told you. Better wake up and pay attention. Here we go. I just found ourselves going, everybody here is searching for something. Everyone is striving for something, and I just want them to know that God loves them. God loves them, and he sees them, and he's got a purpose and a plan for their lives. And so perhaps part of our journey really had to take us there 
so that we could have that deep burning desire. I don't know what it is. That sounds strange. But it really sealed in us that we wanted people to know who Jesus was. So fast forward to um, 2015. We find ourselves back here. We moved our family back to Georgia. Kids were starting school. Schooling in LA was just going to be a little bit crazy. And so we said, you know what? Let's go back to where our family is. Let's move back to Georgia. Uh, and we find ourselves now uh, pastoring what is a campus now of C3 Atlanta. So we come back. They now have three campuses. We're pastoring one of the campuses. And we're like, this is amazing. We're finally doing it. We're leading a church. We have this burning desire to make sure everyone knows in our community that Jesus loves them. And we find ourselves, actually, we, we had bought a house in Decula, which is not anywhere near close to here. So we would drive over an hour to get here, and we said, this will just not do. So we had to sell our house and move over here, and, and we found ourselves falling madly in love with this community. And we were just like, we want everyone to know that Jesus loves them. Um, and so much so that, you know, pretty much anywhere we go, we call Aaron the mayor of Alfreda because he knows everyone, everywhere we go. Uh, but we were out yesterday and just kept running into people. And I was like, I feel like the mayor too now because I know people everywhere we go. Um, but it was just this journey of God getting us here to go, all right, I'm putting you in this community. You're falling in love with this community. And I want you now to tell these people that I love them. And then we get to 2018, I believe it is, right around there. And uh, through some leadership changes, we now, instead of having three campuses, we have three autonomous C3 churches in the state of Georgia. And we're like, God, this is it. This really is the moment that you have put inside of our heart. There's so much passion stirring in us, this fire in our bellies, which I know, guys, that sounds weird. But when you have a vision and a desire to do something, you get that fire in your belly. And you're like, this is it. And we put our heads down, and we started working, similar to how we started working in L.A., with this joy and this zeal to work. But we got to this place where we were doing it, and we were doing it, and we weren't um, doing it not joyfully, unjoyfully, I don't know if that's the word, but we were just not looking up. And so when you don't look up, you start to get tired. And so we were starting to get tired, you know, you got to maintain the car. We weren't necessarily maintaining the car like we should have. And we got to this place, I guess, towards the end of 2019, where we were just feeling so worn. And not in a place that we were like, God, what, what did you do? But we really did start questioning, God, are you sure? Did we get it wrong? Are we really doing what you've asked us to do? Maybe we've just, maybe we've did our part and, you know, we're supposed to tag who's next. So I don't know if that answers that question. We did kind of get to that place. Yeah, yeah. we kind of went all the way back. And all the way back and brought it all the way so up. About 2018 yeah. right now. You know, as you, as you tell that story, though, I, I'm realizing just how much of the journey I've been able to be a part of. I remember the very first time I met Pastor Aaron was at a conference in Vegas. Yeah. And he didn't <laughs> know me yet. I, I knew his brother. And his brother said, hey, this is my brother Aaron. And Aaron goes, hey, will you? And just put me to work right away. <laughs> <laughs> it was no high. Nice to meet you. Such a servant. <laughs> Here we are. Here we are. But so, so what happened, though, between then and kind of when those starts started to happen and yeah. creep in and now? Because yeah. clearly yeah. you guys weren't on the wrong path, right? Yeah. So well. what happened between then and now? I mean, I think to take a st maybe just to take yeah. another step back into where Katie left off, uh, 
you know, when you when you give yourself fully to something yeah. um, and you're not entirely sure that you have clarity of vision, I used to always, um, I don't know that undermined the scripture where it says without vision people perish, mm-hmm. but I don't know that I fully understood the depth of it until we faced this moment in our own lives where we realized that we actually never had vision for what it was that we were doing at the time because what we thought we were doing at the time was just trying to maintain what was somebody else's idea of a vision. And so when I came face-to-face with that reality that, that, that if, if without vision people perish, well, what about the people that are supposed to have the vision? Man, I, did, I thought this was supposed to be fun. I'm not supposed to cry. Uh, bear with us as we probably share a little bit of our, our, our soul with you a little bit because I think yes. it will help you to know why this yeah. moment for us is so powerful. Um, and so we did. We were just tired. And... Um, I was uh, I was so convinced that this is what we were supposed to do that I, I took a massive step of faith and I jumped out of the corporate space yeah. where I was bivocational my entire life. Uh, while I was worldly successful in that regard uh, in a lot of ways, uh, and so when we thought this is this is it, this is our time, let's do this, and we we went all in. And 2018 was a part of that, and I just went full time in in church ministry, and it was a big step of faith for the church at the time. And but meanwhile, I'm. I'm like wrestling because what we thought we were doing, we thought we were doing it right, but it just felt like everything around us was telling us we were doing it wrong. You ever had those moments where you're just like, you feel like you're doing the right thing, but it feels like every time you feel like you're doing the right thing, the answer always seems to be the wrong one. And, um, and whether it was people leaving or it was people questioning or it was uh, moments within our own selves, we just kept coming back to this thing, like, God, this is really us. And it got just to the point where we thought, you know what? Maybe it's not. Maybe it's not. Maybe, maybe we weren't cut out for this. Yeah. Maybe I need to go back to the corporate space. Maybe that's where I'm really supposed to be influential. Maybe that's where I'm really supposed to pastor and lead and, and what have you. And so we decided at the end of 2019 that we were going to go to San Diego, which was where we hosted a lot of our leadership and senior conferences at the time, yeah. and meet with our pastors uh, and we were going to start having a conversation. What would it be like? What would it look like for us to shut the church down? Uh, because we feel like we've run our race, and uh, we need a break. And um, I don't know if it was a plane ride over, uh, if it was when we landed, or if it was when we saw some old friends. All of a sudden, it just felt like the Lord had whispered into Katie and I's heart. Now you're ready. Now, I don't cuss a lot. <laughs> a lot. Uh, but when I said to her and she said to me virtually the same thing verbatim, I, I looked at him and said, the what? Uh, because we said we were done, and yet we feel like you're saying now you're ready. And, and through a sequence of conversations over the course of a couple of days while we were in San Diego, and it led to uh, our pastor who um, sat down with us at a dinner table and uh, verbatim had re- basically prophesied over us one of the very reasons why we said yes to this whole journey to begin with. And he'd never had, we'd never had this conversation together. And so we come back from San Diego and we're like, 
You see, what I find interesting is that when you get to the end of yourself yeah. is, is absolutely where God finally gets the opportunity to be at the beginning of his. So often we try, to, we try to be all of us and expect him to be all of him. But the reality is, is that we have to come to, rea- to the, to the, rea- we have to come yeah, to the really fact that, that the only way for God to truly do his work in us and through us is that we have to be willing to say, God, I'm at the end of myself. And if yeah. we were being honest at the end of 2019, yeah. we were at the very end of ourself. But yet God said, finally, now I can do something with this. Yeah. And so we came back and, uh, and that began the, the prayer for us that God would begin to reveal and to show us how we were going to do this. Yeah. And, um, well, I would say, too, on that note, you know, sometimes we, we started to feel better. But, you know, sometimes you're like, Mom, do I really have to do this? Dad, do I really have to do this? And they're like, yes, you do. Or finally you can. And you're like, oh. So now you're ready. Didn't necessarily feel like, oh, fresh wind in our sails. We still were like, really? Are you sure? <laughs> we're like, okay, God. But it did get us to that place of, well, if you're telling us, then we got to be all about you this time. You know, what does that look like? Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for your your vulnerability in this. Yeah. Um, Thank you. So end of 2019. Yeah. You guys are ready to pack it up, pack it in. God says, well, it's time to let you begin. Yeah. See what I did there? (coughs) That was for you. I was was coming (laughs) for it if you didn't. That was well done. (laughs) That was well done. Um, and then we all know, I mean, nothing big happened in 2020, no, so this no. is just going to be an nothing. easy, smooth yes. sail into right. the new fire you have. Nothing at all. So yeah. <laughs> so h- how did the <laughs> pandemic and everything that right after you get this fresh vision, you get yep. this fresh word, mm. and you're, okay, not my will, but your will. Mm-hmm. Yes. H- how did what the, the, the happenings in the global pandemic mm. yeah. affect or play a role in, the, in the, this vision? So I think actually what you just said is how we felt. It's still at the, so the conference itself was at the very beginning of 2020, somewhere mid to end January. So I think we really did come back with not our will, but your will, God. Like, Mm. you know, okay, you've told us you're not releasing us from this. Um, It's got to be your way. Yeah. So help us in that, God. Lead us in that, God. Um, you know, basically like I'm not moving my feet unless you do something. Um, but let me tell you, that's not a pla- a bad place to be yeah. either. You know, sometimes you can go, God, no, you're going to go first because then I know that it's really you leading me. And if that means it takes two, three, four, five times longer, I know that I know that you've brought me to this place. I'm not finding myself questioning. Yeah. So pandemic. I'm married to the one of the biggest OCD people and germaphobes on the planet. And so we get to the airport to go to San Diego. And I have never heard of um, coronavirus or anything like that. We're just, you know, at the airport. And Aaron's like, there's maybe four people total wearing a mask in our vicinity of the entire airport. And he's like, oh, you know what? I'm really nervous about this. Maybe we should not get on this plane because, you know, I don't know if you've heard about this virus that's like, it's coming. And we, we maybe we shouldn't just go to the conference. Maybe we shouldn't go. And I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about. So now I'm Googling it because I have no idea. And I'm like, I think it just says there's like one person in Washington State. I think we're going to be all right. It's like a one person in the whole country. It's going to be fine. You need to calm down. 
well, needless to say, one of us was right and one of us was not right. <sighs> Listen, uh, you, get, you get one. You got one. You got one. So we go to this conference. We come back. We're like, okay, God, here we go. Not our will, but your will. And then literally the world stops. Yeah. Um, I think the school, I'm trying to remember like our quick progression of it, but I think the school was like, hey, we got to shut down the school one day for some sort of cleaning procedure. And he says, maybe you should pick up an extra hand sanitizer on your way home. And then that's the day we get to the store and literally like there's We might have had 100 before I that, I have Pinterested fine. a million different one ways to make hurt. hand sanitizer and all of those products you need are gone. There's everything is gone from the store. And I was like, so uh, apparently everyone else had that same idea we had. We're going to be stuck for a while <laughs> with just, you know, soap and water. So COVID hits or whatever. We shut down. We quickly figure out how to go Facebook Live. And we're like, oh, guys, don't worry. It's March, I think, at this point. Mm -hmm. And we're like, Easter's in like three weeks. It's going to be back to normal by Easter. We're quickly learning how to flip everything digital, keep everyone connected. We're talking on the phone more than we've ever talked on the phone in our lives, doing FaceTime more than we've ever done FaceTime in our lives, um, making sure that people feel connected. Mm -hmm. um, and when I say that we were probably still worn and tired, but we had this new... Um, it really was like a wind in our sails because we knew that we were doing what God had called us to do. There was this sort of active recovery that we had. And so I would look back at 2020 as a whole and say, we probably never worked harder than we <laughs> ever worked in our whole lives, but it was this great work mm -hmm. that we got to do. And it was such a, a teaching ground for all of us. But as we were doing this, we had one big, I guess, question mark or weight that was kind of hanging over our heads mm -hmm. and some of you might know we had this building that was our own mm -hmm. um, and we were in a lease agreement with the guy that owned it and it was just the one thing that we were like lord what are we going to do we have this note that's very expensive mm -hmm. every month um, and we can't even go up there or if we do people probably have to go in shifts mm -hmm. And then we have to do all these cleaning procedures, so it just kind of got shut down. And we had this building that was wonderful and amazing, but we couldn't use it at all. Uh, and it brought us to this place where we were like, God, if really, if this is what we're supposed to do, all we're seeing is, <laughs> how are we going to take care of this? God, we know you got a plan. How are we going to take care of this? God, we know you have a plan. And it got to the point where our landlord actually called us up one day and was like, hey, we understand that when people can't gather, people can't give. And if people can't give, how do you? And I was like, you know what? You are so right. I did not tell him about online giving, y'all. I just <laughs> said, you are so right. <laughs> you are so right. And he was so gracious to us. Um, and he extended to us, I don't know, like he just kept gracing us. Yeah. You know what? Don't worry about paying this month. Really? Thank you, God. And it got us to this place where we were actually able to um, release the space. And he just said, you know what? It doesn't look like anything's getting back to normal anytime soon. Let's just call it what it is. Mm -hmm. And I looked at Aaron and I said, I don't know what other place and what other time would any landlord ever go let's just call it what it is mm. I'm gonna let you guys out if you don't think that you're gonna be back here in two months mm. 
just go ahead. We'll just call it what it is. And yeah. so it wasn't necessarily a prayer fleece for us, but it was definitely the thing that we kept going. God, I- if this is it, you know, take my cup. I'm literally going, you got to take this. You got to take this. Yeah. You got to take this. It just become became that thing that we were like, all right, God, if this is really what you're wanting us to lean into, you have to handle this piece. And yeah. he did. Yeah, that's very good. And so then it led us further into the year. It got us into... I don't know. The I think fall. it just caused us to really start trusting and yes. believing oh, that absolutely. this was what he wanted us to do. And, you know, we we had kind of gone through these steps and obviously and I don't know that I would necessarily promote this a lot, <laughs> but I would say for us, COVID was a gift. It and was. I know it wasn't the case for everybody, but it was an opportunity for us to take a step back and really listen to the Lord. And we fasted and we prayed and we started to really di- di- like really dig into this idea that right. he called us and purposed us and had a plan for us. Well, what was that? And right. And I think what came of that was this prayer. Well, if that's yes. if this is yeah, yeah. if this is your call and your will for us, then what do you want your church to be? Uh, not how do we get back to meeting again? And we're exactly. never going to be the same exactly. again. But it was Lord, if this is your will, then what would you have your church to become? Yeah. Uh, in this new season, and um, I think that's where yeah. it got us to. Um, I think for the first time we agreed and went with, we met with the board that I would take a sabbatical. Yes. And, um, and you know, I kind of dabbled in, I practice Sabbath and it's something that I've become very comfortable and familiar and, and really ex- I just enjoy and love doing it. Um, we can talk about that another day. Um, but I'd never really taken a full sabbatical and um, I had taken a few days off here and there and I kind of done this and I've done that. But we got together as a team and felt like it was important for me to get some time away to really hear from the Lord. And so I had planned to go to Utah. Flights had started opening back up, and it was an opportunity for me to get to the mountains, which is where I thrive. And um, and we w- had this plan to go to Utah. Well, we had pre- pre-booked a place that we were going to go. And and uh, as we're flying to Utah, we land, and the place that we're supposed to go calls and says, hey, you guys can't get to the top of the mountain where you're supposed to go because there's these fires, and uh, so we're going to have to reroute you. Yeah, they were basically like, don't come yeah. because you can't come to the place. So we're like, well, what do we do? And they're like, well, we can recommend one of our sister like locations in Park City, Utah. And we're like, okay, sounds good. So we get on the phone and call, and they're like, yep, we have a place for you. And I say we, uh, but uh, if you guys know John Scott, he pastors the church, uh, Christ Culture Church, good friend of mine. We went together on this trip. And um, and so I went on this trip, and I on the in the planning for this trip, I, I really had set out to kind of go with this list of things I wanted to deal with the Lord. Like, you ever do that? You're like, you meet down, you like stand with your spouse and you have like a list if you're very organized like mine. And um, they put all these like you know, thoughts or questions that they have they want to talk to you about on the list. Well, I felt like that with God. I don't ever do that, but I had a list for him. Like, we're going to talk about some things. If we're really going to do this, I got some things that I want to discuss with you. And literally this Saturday before uh, I'm meant to go, I'm downstairs early on Saturday morning and I just felt the Lord say, leave it here. I was like, well, I know. I don't, how, do I, how do I ask you? I can't remember all of these things. I mean, have you seen the list? It, it's a whole. And he said, just leave it here. And so I did. I, I wrote it down in my journal, and I left my journal there. And, and, um, and I had this very profound moment where I felt like the Lord just desired for me to just come and, and just pr- make myself available, fitting, fittingly. And so I did. I said, here I am, Lord. Uh, your servant is listening. I took a brand-new journal with me. No, no creases, nothing written in it, just that, that statement. Here I am. Your servant is listening. And, um, and it was a beautiful trip, and we got there, and obviously God was, in, was very intentional about how and where he wanted us to be. And as we spent a few days hiking, it was on the third day, and I know that's very uh, pun-related, but it's very true. 
it was on the third day. We're up in this little area called Gardman's Pass, and we get out, and we're looking out over this beautiful ravine, and I've shared this story with some of you, and even showed you the picture. It was just, it was amazing. I mean, breathtaking. It was after three, two and a half days of hiking already, and uh, I turned to look up this little hill, and to the left is this guard, wooden guardrail, and, um, and I had this moment as I looked up, you know, it was like the perfect picture. The sun is coming in, and all of a sudden, I hear these words, there you are, son. I'm proud of you, and because um, I'm emotional, I, I wept on a mountaintop, uh, and I just went to my knees, and I just began to weep, but I began to weep tears, tears of joy, because for the first time, see, you, you would maybe not know this, but I, I struggled deeply with abandonment, and so to have my Father in Heaven speak those words in a moment that was so pivotal for us. And to Katie's point, as we were talking about this, this Q&A, she said, but remember, you weren't supposed to be on that mountain. You were supposed to be two hours south of that mountain. Uh, I never really thought about that until she pointed that out. And God's divine grace and, and purpose for our lives. And so as we came off that moment, God just began to give us vision and clarity and direction as to where and who he wanted us to be. And, and, and I think that's really what led to this this season where we really went all in like okay god you got our attention what do you want your church to become how can we serve you and how can we do this the right way yeah. um, i'm gonna i'm gonna poke the wound just a little bit <laughs> yeah go for it on a, on a maybe can you be a little more specific on maybe what those words meant to you personally well i mean they filled a hole in my heart yeah. that i didn't even know still existed and you know it's easy you know it's easy to say well he's a pastor he's got it all together if you haven't hung out with me, you clearly don't know. I don't have it all together. <laughs> uh, but I do know someone who does. Yeah. And in that moment, this hole that was in my heart was filled. And that f the filling of that hole began to heal the heart. Uh, and it just began to restore the heart. It gave it, it gave it strength again, and it gave it purpose again, and it gave it meaning again. And, and they marked me, and they reaffirmed in me what I, what I believed to be true for almost 20 years, that I was called to shepherd and to pastor a church. Wow. Um, and, I, and I truly was going to walk away from it yeah. because I was afraid, because I was tired, because I was trying to do things on my own strength. I was trying to do things on my own knowledge, thinking I had all the answers. I knew everything, because none of us do that, right? But the corporate guy in me and the experience, I've been in L.A., I've pastored a church in L.A., like, I am the man. I know everything I need to know. I know how to do this. Meanwhile, literally all I'm doing is running myself and running my family into the proverbial ditch until I got to this place where I got to this mountaintop moment, and the Lord speaks to me, and he says, there you are, son, I'm proud of you. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it was like, this sense of purpose just breathed life into us again. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Uh, we've got... Two years to cover yep. in the next uh, handful. It'll be fast. <laughs> It'll be It'll so be fast. fast. So between yeah. that sabbatical, mm -hmm. getting back from Utah, like what 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 happened after that encounter with God that you had in Utah? I, I mean, uh, so from there it just became uh, one telling anybody who will listen to me that story, um, <laughs> and I mean anybody, like you know even my dog. I told him a hundred times that story. Uh, Many of you I've sat at coffees and I've shared that story with, or I've shared it in our living room. But what we really sensed and felt was that there was, a, there was a clear sense of purpose. And it reminded us of what God had called us to 10 years earlier when we were in Vegas. Mm -hmm. when, we ever, when, we, when we thought, what would it be like if we ever had our own church? Yeah. Yeah. 
And the very, some of the very same words that we wrote down at that time were the very same words that he reminded me of on that mountaintop moment. And so we started putting that on paper, and we started praying over it and believing uh, that God would show us how to fulfill that vision and how to make that vision clear for everyone to be able to run and see. And I love Katie reference that, you know, we've always believed that your vision has to be so big that everyone that follows along can see their vision come to pass while serving within the context of that vision. And for us to, to know Jesus and discover his purpose is our vision, and it's always been our vision. We just didn't have the words to truly articulate it. And so we started gathering. We, we, we set out at the beginning of 2021, and we put an email out to about 45 people who had kind of made it through COVID with us. And we said, this is what we're going to do every Wednesday night. We're going to gather in our living room. We're going to pray. We're going to cast vision, and we're gonna just going to ask the Lord to show us how he wants us to build his church. And that's what we did. And for nine months, you guys were a part of that. Many of you in this room were a part of that. For nine months, about 25 of us consistently gathered. So that means yep. 45, 25 said yes. And we just started gathering. We started praying. We started worshiping. We started teaching. We started encouraging. We started praying. We started, pr we started laughing. We started having wine. We started breaking bread. We started taking communion together. And every Wednesday yeah. night, church wasn't about Sunday anymore. It was about Wednesday. Yeah. And what we felt in that time is that Sundays created a place for others to just come and get a taste and see how good the yeah. Lord was and begin to heal and be restored. Meanwhile, we're just having a party every yeah. Wednesday night going, Lord, this is your will. Keep building your church. Keep adding yeah. to your yeah. number daily. Yeah. And I think that was the, the kind of the outward result of us submitting ourselves to this vision. Yeah, absolutely. I think, too, you know, when we ask God for anything or when he goes, hey, I've called you to do something, you know, I've called you to lead. Great. He doesn't just show you a whole picture right up at the front of this is what it's going to look like because we'd never say yes to doing it. You know, we'd be like, um, no, I'm not signing up for this, God. I'm not signing. You can take this part out. Um, I'll have a double of this. But it doesn't work like that. We say yes, and he just lays out part of it at a time. Mm. And so I think what this was almost, the coming back from Utah and that refreshing of the vision, really was um, the coming full circle of certain things or the completion of certain things where, um, I don't know about you, but sometimes when you go, God, this is a dream in my heart, and then you have to give it to him, mm. you know? And a lot of times, because we all do this, we go, this is what this looks like. And the way that I know it's working is it's this is what I'm going to see. Well, that's not always the case, is it? Because God's got bigger and better for us, yeah. and sometimes he's got to teach us something before he can give it to us. Yeah. So sometimes we wake up, a month, a year, five, ten years later, going, I'm actually living in this dream that mm. I gave to God so many years ago. Wow. Um, and so a little bit, that's what this, this was for us, was we were reminded of this dream that was put in our heart when we got married and when we said yes to being youth pastors, yeah. right, literally right after we got married, to saying yes to being a part of the church plant, to always saying yes. Um, and even in him going, you know, we found these journal entries. Well, literally, we found these journal entries in 2021, maybe even the end of 2020. And we found all these journals as we were sitting and talking about what would our church look like? And if we could tell people one thing, and if you were to, you know, tomorrow go do this, we would do all these scenarios as we were dreaming it up. And we found these um, journals where we had literally written down the same words. And we went, God, this was a cry of our heart all along. Thank you for mm. bringing it back around. Thank you for solidifying this dream and, and reinforcing almost that we didn't have it wrong. Yeah. Um, it just wasn't not yet. Mm. You know, it wasn't not yet, not 
know it's wrong. Mm. Um, you know, and along the way, we had a lot of people, a part of our journey that helped us learn, let us cry on their shoulders. Um, they were just there when we needed them. And I think this is true for all of us. There's probably seasons in all of our lives where, um, like Moses, we have an Aaron and a her holding our arms up when things are hard. Um, and sometimes we have them holding our arms up when we don't even know it. Mm. And those moments are sometimes the ones we're the most grateful for yeah. uh, because they saw that we needed support when we didn't even know we needed support. Mm. Um, and they were there going, whatever you need, we're going to hold your arms up. Yeah. Um, whatever you need. Um, you're one of those people. You didn't know anything about going online and doing video and whatever. But anytime we were like, we got to figure out how to get into a space and hook this thing up. And you're like, I'll help figure it out. Yeah. So thank you for that. Yeah. Um, but awesome. we just had people that were in our world holding our arms up, mm -hmm. um, being there for us. Um, and you know, sometimes there's, there's loss in that too, but mm -hmm. I don't think that God does anything on accident. Yeah. Um, so I think it was this reminder season for us as well. Yeah. Just, it was a not yet, yeah. but now's the time. Yeah, yeah. Go awesome. ahead. Awesome. Cl close us out. All right. Well, <laughs> Pastor Aaron, the uh, exciting question: mm. wh What's next? <laughs> yeah, it's a good question. That's uh, when you when I when you figure it out, we let me know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I we think we thought you knew. No, yeah. I, okay. I think uh, I, I think to just bring this thing to a conclusion yeah. for this week, because there'll be a next week. There'll be more opportunity for us to add some additional thought and color. Uh, I think the, the beautiful thing is that when God births something in your heart, we often get discouraged when it doesn't happen right away. And we don't realize that sometimes for the thing that God really desires for us to do has to go through the rough terrain. It has to go through the seasons of ebb and flow. Right. And if I look back throughout Scripture, I see all these beautiful stories where there were storms and there was un there was unfinished soil but yet everything always made its way through when it was designed and desired by God's will for it to be done so and so I wondered if maybe in the context of this journey some of you might be asking well how do we land on purpose church because we truly believe that this is our purpose is to help you discover yours and that we felt that it was important for us to help to identify and to communicate that clearly so that the vision was clear so it's easy for you to run, easy for you to sense and feel that you do belong, that you ha do have a purpose, and that you do matter. And our hope and prayer is that maybe in hearing some of our purpose story, while it's not complete yet, it's just beginning, that is what COVID provided for us. That is what 20 years of ministry, that is what, what coming over here and saying yes early on before we even knew what we were really doing was all That's about. Right. It was help preparing us. Yeah. It was help writing parts of our story. It was help articulating and putting into perspective and teaching us and in some cases, grinding us a little bit to ensure that this truly was what we were purposed and called to do, but it was all a part of our purpose story. And our heart and our prayer is that you would find the beginning, maybe even the middle, maybe parts of the next chapter of your purpose story while being a part of what God is doing through this church. That is our greatest desire, is at the end of the day, as we share our lives with you, and we get a chance to hear your lives, we get to go on your purpose journey to, with you. 
Yes. Helping you overcome, helping you learn, helping you discover, helping you fight, helping you cry, helping you scream, helping you laugh, helping you drink bottles of wine, bourbon or beer, whichever you prefer, helping you drink lots of water, working out early in the morning or late at night, going to the store for whatever reason because you just need somebody to go to the store with you or just sit and have a cup of coffee with you. It doesn't matter if your house is clean or is dirty. It doesn't matter. Well, it matters to me, but I still love you anyway. What I'm saying is that there is a opportunity for us to all be a part of each other's purpose story. And our prayer and our desire is that as you are a part of ours and you see the part you've played over those that course yeah, of the right. five years or ten yes. years, and some of you have known me for 20 years, I can look at each and every one of you in this room and say, you have been a part of our purpose story, yeah. and I am forever thankful. And our prayer is that we could be a part of yours and that you would then have the courage to help somebody in your sphere of influence discover that they have one too. So can we stand tonight? You know, the Bible says in Matthew chapter 28, verse 19 and 20, Jesus speaks to his disciples very clearly. He says, now go. Go, therefore, and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And he goes on to say, and teach them to obey my commandments. And the most beautiful part of that whole text is that at the very end, he says, and I will be with you always, even to the ends of the earth. And I don't know where you are on your, your journey. I don't know where you are with the Lord. I don't know, know whether or not you're feeling like you're standing at the front door of giving up like we did. My prayer is that tonight, if that was you, you came in here feeling like you needed to give up on something, you needed to quit something, you needed to move on to the next thing, or you needed to run or hide or bury yourself because whatever was happening before this moment just didn't seem like it was working out, that you would be maybe in a position like we were where we found ourselves at the end of ourself. Maybe possibly it's to, tonight's the night where God shows you the beginning of His purpose for your life. Maybe instead of saying, I quit, God is whispering something similar to that which he whispered in our ear, now you're ready, or now's the time, or I love you, or I forgive you, or I have a plan and a purpose for your life. I want to be with you always. I want to be with you in every season, in every circumstance, and in every situation. And I am thankful that you're at the moment now where you feel like you're at the end of yourself because now is the beginning where you and I can go hand in hand and begin to walk out the very purpose and the very plan that I have for your life. I don't know where you are in the journey, but I do know this, that God loves you, that he hears you, and that he has a plan for your life. Let our story be a testimony of that. Because quite honestly, had we not listened and responded to those words, I know without a shadow of a doubt, we would not be standing here talking about Purpose Church and celebrating your story and your life because that's what really matters. So if that's you with your eyes closed and you found yourself in that space, a little empty, a little at the end of yourself, a little discouraged, maybe even at the point where you wanted to give up on some things, we just lift your hands to heaven. Say, that's me. It's not, this is not to embarrass you. It's not to call you out. This is just between you and the Lord. That's me. Found myself a little discouraged, a little empty, a little at the end of myself. Father, I thank you right now for every person here who's tired, who's exhausted, who's weary, 
who's burned out, who's, who's felt like giving up at times, who's considered even throwing in the towel and calling it quits, I pray that right now you'd whisper in their ear, now they're ready. I pray that you'd whisper in their ear, I see you and I love you. I pray you'd whisper in the ear that they matter, that they have a purpose, that you're not done with them yet, that you still have a great plan and a great purpose for their life, that this is the end of themselves, but this is the beginning of your beautiful story for them. So, Father, have your moment right here, right now, where you awaken us, where you whisper into our hearts, you open our eyes and our ears to see you and hear you more clearly. Father, give us something something that we can walk out of here knowing we had had an encounter and experience with you where we've heard you where we've sensed you and let it be the beginning of us seeing and proclaiming the very story that you've been writing for our life let it give us the momentum and the excitement and the energy and the joy to keep running the race you've called us to run so we might see your kingdom come and your will be done so we might see disciples made and the people in our community know you and discover the purpose that you have for their life as well. We ask you to do all these things in your son's name, in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen, amen. and amen. So Church, great. we love you.